Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 112. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Welcome to another episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. Today we have with us another fantastic female. I love having ladies on the show because the real estate investing space, in case you didn't know, is largely dominated by men. But we women are getting our share and getting in and making things happen. So today we have with us uh, the lovely Karen Ford. She's a master financial coach, entrepreneur, an avid real estate investor and author of the book Money Matters. And she's a passionate believer in demolishing debt and building wealth. And with that, welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Holly. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and share some great knowledge and wealth building tips for our audience. Why don't you start by giving us um, a background about yourself? Well, my background is I'm actually a registered nurse, but I haven't practiced as a nurse for the past seven or eight years. I um, enjoyed helping people get healthy physically, and now I work and help people get healthy financially. So I'm still helping people just in a different way. So I really enjoy one-on-one -on -one coaching, giving financial freedom seminars, and also teaching people how to invest in real estate because it is such fun and a great money maker. <laughs> it sure is, I'll attest to that. <laughs> yes. Well, why don't you tell us about your first um, real estate investing venture or deal? All right, my first real estate in investment adventure was we started to flip houses, but I had discovered through the West Virginia State Auditor Office, because I'm in West Virginia, that they sell properties, and this is in every state, they sell properties because people haven't paid their taxes. Maybe they moved away, maybe they passed away and there are no heirs for whatever reason, and they auction these properties off. They'll begin to auction at $10, and of course they can go up into the thousands, but I really wanted to buy something that day, and I certainly don't uh, encourage folks to do this, but I bought a property for $10, sight unseen. I kind of knew where the property was, but I had not seen it, and nobody else bid against me, which actually probably should have clued me in. <laughs> I later discovered after I got the deed that it was a trailer on a lot that had a padlock, deadbolt on it, and a large sign that says, uninhabitable, this trailer was a meth house. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> yes. And so what I did was I thought, well, I'm not going to move it. I'm not going to do anything with it. So I actually marketed it on yard sale sites on Facebook and I explained it's uninhabitable. It needs removed. It was a meth house, but you're getting the trailer and the lot, but you have to move it. And long story short, I sold it for $1,400. <laughs> that is a really good return on investment. I, I should be ashamed of uh, not looking at it before I bought it, but I've had great adventures since then, for sure. So doing due diligence is, a, is an absolute key. Uh, but my brother and I actually started a business because he, and, he was watching the money I was making. And he said, why don't we also 
have a business together. So I've got four businesses, one of them with him, and we recently bought nine properties for $9,000 at the state auditor auction. And the assessor has them valued at $327,000. But mind you, the assessor, the value is only 60% of their true value. So when we get the deeds and decide to flip some of them, or we may decide to just sell some of them uh, outright and let somebody else flip them, but we're definitely making some money with real estate and it's a great joy and great fun. Okay, and I may not, maybe I asked this, maybe I didn't. What state are you in? West Virginia. Okay, so West Virginia. So those yes. of you listening, those sound like um, really interesting opportunities. Have a question for you. Now, in the state of California where I am, okay. I have heard, I haven't done exact research, but one of my investor friends buys the deeds at the tax sales, but he said the former owners have years to pay the back taxes and redeem them here in the state of California. So he's bought some of them, but then if the people then catch up their um, tax bill later, they have the right to redeem it and get it back from him. Is that the same case in your state or not? No, it is not. Actually, okay. there's a sheriff's tax sale where they hold on to your money for about 18 months and it gives the people time to redeem it. But with the state auditor auction, they only have up until the day that the deed is recorded to redeem it. Once that deed is recorded, they're done. They can't redeem it. Now they do have an opportunity after I bid and I purchase the property, then the state auditor, you know, the state auditor is going to send me paperwork to give to my attorney. The attorney is going to make sure, you know, the title deed is clearly in that owner's name and then investigate who are the heirs. And then what we have to do is we send the state auditor office money for notice of redeem uh, for these folks to have an opportunity to redeem them. And that may be a certified letter or it may be a notice of publication in the newspaper. But one way or the other, they get notified. And if they don't redeem it, then you own it. So that's unfortunate that California they give people all of this time. I wouldn't want to touch a property or fix it up until I knew those years passed by. I mean, why yeah. would you want to fix it up and then they come in and redeem it and it's all fixed up? Yeah, and it may be what I'm speaking of is the same as the sheriff's sale in your okay. um, state maybe. But when I heard okay. that, I, I just walked away. I'm like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to have all this right. vested interest and then have to you know, maybe not even get it in the end. So. Right. I don't right. have the patience for it, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear about um, some of your other real estate investing ventures or deals. What else can you share with us? Well, certainly. You know, you can buy real estate through a wide array of ways of doing so. You can go through realtors or you can go through even an auction service. Um, I had a great time buying a uh, I don't know what it is about holding up a number and bidding. I just love it. But uh, we recently bought a property, oh, probably two years ago, and it was a two-story brick colonial. I mean, it had two, it was on a double lot, beautiful home, four bedrooms, two full baths, and carpeting throughout, but very dated. And when I say dated, I mean 70s. 
mauve carpet, you know, olive green appliances in the kitchen. And so we bid, it was only one other couple we were bidding against and we got it. We ended up buying it for $82,000. And then we put in, I think we put in about 20,000. We ripped up all the carpet in that house, I kid you not, pristine hardwood floors. We didn't have to do a thing to them. We didn't have to refinish them. We didn't have to sand them, nothing. Wow. Uh, we, it was a lot of paint, a lot of cosmetic things. Absolutely gutted both bathrooms and repaired the kitchen, updated that. And we ended up selling it for $182,000. Sweet. That yes. is a, also a very amazing ROI. Wow. Return on investment. Yes. Be careful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then you can also purchase through the HUD Home Store. Uh, that's in every state. You can click on their website, click on the state you live on, live in, and check which county are you looking for. A lot of those are foreclosures. You're well aware of that. We bought a foreclosed property, and a lot of times they'll say, "No, we can't take, we can't accept that bid. You have to come up to what we're asking for." And I just kept coming back. Look, nobody else is bidding against me. You may as well accept my offer because this is where it is. They ended up accepting my offer. <laughs> wow. I was so persistent because I knew nobody else was bidding against me. Yeah. This house was also one, two, it was three bedroom, two full baths. Um, we recarpeted it, painted it, obviously redid the bathrooms, the kitchen. We only paid $42,000 for this house. I think we put in twenty-two dollars or $23,000 in it and we sold it for one thirty-eight. So, wow. I so think I should leave sweet. California and come do your stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's really good. I mean, the market for real estate right now, I believe it, I definitely here in West Virginia, now's the time to buy and sell. Uh, especially if you're flipping, if you're buying houses at below market value, it's a great opportunity. Great opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I'm a believer that there are opportunities in all points of the cycle all points of the up and down roller coaster, your acquisition right. methods may change because I went from buying at trustee sale at our courthouse steps. That was what we started back in 2008. But yes. a few years later, we got swallowed up, pushed out, whatever, by the big guys with big right. hedge funds. And right. so then my acquisition method turned to networking with realtors and wholesalers. That's so awesome. I still find opportunities, but it's just a different technique. I'm sure if you've been around for more than a year or two, which you have, then you <laughs> probably experienced the same thing, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, but there's always opportunities. You know, and sometimes if you see that sign for sale by owner, sometimes it may be because maybe they're, maybe they're in a crunch. Maybe they need to leave quickly because they have a different job to a different state. They need a quick move or maybe they're in financial trouble, which is bad for them, but good for us. Because a lot of times if they need out from underneath that mortgage payment, they may accept the offer, you know, and they're gonna walk away with not making any money or very little money. And then we can go in and just flip them. So yeah, I just, I just picked one up a few weeks ago where it was a similar situation where the seller had actually rejected an offer for $500,000 on her home in wow. Anaheim, California months before. And we went and offered her 400 plus I paid the, the realtor who brought it to me 16,000. But 
the seller sold it for 400,000 because she wanted out. She told this realtor, bring me a buyer today. The realtor called me at 11 a.m. and she said, oh, can you goodness. go with me at 2 p.m.? I said, yes, I dropped everything. And this seller, she told that realtor, you bring me someone today before I change her mind. I just want to sell now. She was very emotional. Yeah. Her died in the house. So you just never know. And we didn't go with the intent to take advantage. Like we had to pay right. that price because based on the seven dogs that had ruined the house that were still living in it and everything oh. else. So right. yeah. And this seller knew that she couldn't sell it with the realtor. She couldn't sell in the open market. No bank would finance it. And she's not the only one out there. I thought, right. I wish I had x-ray vision that I could look in all the homes in this old neighborhood that was built in the fifties or the sixties and, and just like, find them. That would be so cool. Cause you know, there's other people that are living in the same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And my seller just kept saying, thank you so much. I'm so happy. I'm in my new house. She never once complained about the price or anything. Cause I performed. If you do what you right. say you're going to do, people are going to like you and trust you and refer you. That's right. I didn't have That's a gun to her head. I had a solution on a platter for her. And she said, yes, thank you. I will take it. That's it. So. You just said something really powerful there is offering a solution. When you offer a solution and we're not trying to take advantage of people, but we offer a solution and it's a win-win for both. It's a win-win for both parties. They're selling it because they want out from under it and we're buying it because we see the potential. So yes. Yeah. yeah. And the same seller said, will you please let me know when it's done? And can I come back and see it when you're done fixing it? And I said, of course, you know, the, I mean, people want to see the house sure. taken care of and redeemed and, and That's all right. that. That's right. So why don't we switch gears a little bit and have okay. you tell us about your book and sure. some of your passions like demolishing debt? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. You know, I think it's 91% of Americans are in debt today. That's an astronomical amount. That's huge. But here's the other issue. Seven out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. That's 70% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. And that, to me, that's very sad. And that's a very stressful situation. You get paid, you've, you pay your bills, you go to the grocery store, you put gas in your car so you can get to work next week. And then, and then you're already anticipating your next paycheck. To me, that is just so below where you should live. Mm -hmm. And so I teach people how to demolish debt and build wealth. And demolishing debt actually does not have to be a difficult task. It's a matter of motivation. How motivated are you to get out of debt? If you really want out of debt, then maybe you're not going to go and get your specialty coffee every day on your way to work. Now, I'm not against coffee. I am an avid coffee drinker. I have to have my caffeine, but I don't get my specialty coffee every day at $3, $5 a pop because I coached a gentleman one time and he was spending $350 a month on that specialty coffee because he had to have it every single day. So even making small changes in a person's life, you know, he changed it to once a week. So now he can spend $250 a month in, on investments somewhere else or demolishing debt. But demolishing debt is simple. You make your list of debts from, you know, in ascending order, smallest to largest. 
you make your payment and let's say your smallest payment is a credit card of the balance of $100, so payment's 25. You pay that credit card off, now you don't have that $25 payment. You don't go spend that $25, now you're gonna apply that $25 to your next debt along with its normal payment. And that's what we call a debt snowball. You keep applying that money of payments that you no longer have to the very next debt and each time you do that, it builds momentum. You become very motivated to get rid of that debt because you're seeing it's working. So that's one great key right there in demolishing debt. Certainly, it's easier to go into debt than it is to get out of debt. I can go into debt in a minute because I can go charge up credit cards, buy a house, maybe with a mortgage loan, what have you. I can get into debt rather quickly. Getting out of debt is going to be a process, but well worth it in the long run. Oh, yes. Thankfully, I was raised by a very conservative aerospace engineer father here in Southern California who made his own little version of spreadsheets on, you know, accounting paper. And I would see him do the budget once a month and pay bills as I was a child. Oh, dad's doing the bills in the budget. <laughs> and thankfully, they raised me to never go into debt other than you know for a house or a car but i haven't paid cash for my yeah. first car i bought a used car an older car so thankfully right. i have never had to experience that overwhelming oppressive feeling of debt That's i mean right. i can only imagine how stressful that can be and i know it right. breaks up marriages especially when the sure. spending or investing habits of spouses are different because some That's of us right. are savers and some of us are spenders and that That's is true. thankfully my husband was also raised by a very conservative aerospace engineer. <laughs> so we came into our marriage with very similar money values. So that's, that's been helpful. But yes, I mean, it takes discipline. But in my opinion, it is so worth the freedom. People think of budgets and restraining and not getting their coffees as restrictive and oppressive. But believe me, I think the debt is more restrictive and oppressive. Wouldn't you agree? That is so very true. And you just said something powerful there. You know, when you're in a marriage, initially opposites attract. Now you are fortunate that two of you were raised similarly and that you, you're both not spent. So a lot of times opposites attract. So if one person is a spender, the other one's a saver, and neither, you know, you just have to balance it out. A spend is a saver in, the, in their life. So they would have to have a cookbook that says 72 ways to fix Alpo. You know, <laughs> a saver needs a spender in their life so they have a life. Because if you save every penny and you never get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, you know, what's the purpose of it? It's okay to spend some, you know, but you need to remember you want to spend everything you make, but to save some. So Definitely. yeah, that's very important. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about uh, another principle in your book, if you would. Absolutely. Budget. You already said the word. Uh, many times people look at that word budget and think, oh, it's almost like a four letter word. But a budget, simply put, is telling your money what you want it to do instead of wondering where it went. Oh, and I love that. Say that again. That is quote worthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. A budget is telling your money what you want it to do instead of wondering where it went. Mm -hmm. And many times when I coach people, I, I already know if they budget or not by what they say. 
If they say, I make this amount of money every month and at the end of the month, I wonder what happened to all that money that I made? Or we're getting ready for tax time, right? People are getting their W-2s in the mail. They see how much they made this year and they're shocked. What happened to all that money I made? More times than not, if, if you're asking that question, what happened to all that money I made? It's because you don't do a budget, sadly put. And I've coached some people say, well, I have my budget, but it's in my head. That's <laughs> great, but you got to put it on paper because if it's not written down, you're not going to do it. I mean, absolutely true. you have to write it down. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. I or mean, you when you plan for programs, your, there's fun ways to do it now, aren't there? Applica absolutely. Applications on phones oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. But when you get ready to go flip a house, you make your list. You know what the materials are, how much you're going to pay for labor. So you already know beforehand how much you're going to put in that house. You're not winging it and hoping that you're going to make a profit. You're going in knowing how much. And that's the way we need to do it in our own home with our own personal finances. We can't just wing it if we expect to be wealthy or to be out of debt or not ask ourselves the question, what happened to all that money I made? Oh, yes. to, that's so true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hopefully people will find their counterpart, their opposite attracting that if they're not a budgeter, maybe they'll find one or marry one. Because <laughs> right. those of us, I'm not a big fan of it myself. I didn't marry someone that likes to budget either, but at least we're both conservative with the money. That's it. <laughs> so, but definitely there's always a budget for those flips. You're right. And yes. many of us flippers should be running our personal financial lives as well as we do our business lives. Yes, so, yeah, good true. point. Well, if people want to learn more about you or maybe being coached by you or how to get your book, how do people learn more about you and where you are? Certainly. My website is karenford.org and all of my books are on Amazon as well. Money Matters is on Amazon. Um, so those are the two places that they can locate me. Fantastic. So karenford.org and she doesn't have any weird spelling guys. It's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-D.org. And then I'm sure there's links there to ways to reach her as well as find her books on Amazon. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your very valuable time. Thank you for budgeting time to spend. <laughs> thank and, you so much, Holly. I so appreciate I'd it. I'd love to hear any final words of advice that you would have that you would like to leave us with. If you're wanting to become a real estate investor, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Just do a little bit of homework. Listen to Holly. Uh, subscribe to her podcast and follow her. And, you know, anybody can real estate invest. Anyone can do it. You just have to do a little bit of homework. But go for it. Well, thank you. And for those of you that like to catch our show notes and links to Karen's website and everything, you can do that at hardhatholly.com forward slash 112. We're episode 112. So hardhatholly.com forward slash 112. And you can get all the great show notes and quotable from Karen today. And also, if you are just on a cell phone and you want to shoot me a text, you're going to send a text to the number 38470. Text hard hat with no space. Hard hat, all one word, to the number 38470. 
and I will send you a notification once a week of new shows, as well as a link to our free downloads that we get from our guests. So at that, everyone, get out there, take some action, make a plan, not only for flipping houses, but for your personal financial life. And go grab Karen's book, Money Matters, and make a difference in your life. Thanks so much, Karen. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.